Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. First things first on this episode. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. No matter what you celebrate, I hope you have a great one this year. Also, I'm going to do my best on this episode to actually sound decent. I actually have come down with a cold, which I'm guessing is just the standard flu that is going around currently. Thankfully, it's not the new variant of the infamous beer flu. So if there is moments where my voice sounds gravelly or like I have a cold, well, it's because I do. I guess the term nasally would have been more appropriate. So gravelly or nasally, please try to ignore it. I am doing my best to get through this episode as this one is releasing a few days before Christmas, and I really wanted to get it out to you, the listener. Especially since I have been doing my usual in covering some Christmas films in December. This week's episode features a sequel to A Christmas Staple. And since you're listening to it, you already know the title of this film, And honestly, this one actually felt like it would be a film that you couldn't really make a sequel to, yet they tried many times. So this will mark the third follow-up to the much-loved original, A Christmas Story. I really don't think we should get into too much discussion until I announce the movie. So yeah, it's about that time. Let's announce this one. Starring Peter Billingsley... Aaron Hayes, and Julie Haggerty. This is the 2022 HBO Max exclusive Clay Cadis directed A Christmas Story Christmas. Forget everything you know or don't know about the follow-ups to the original classic A Christmas Story because this one is the actual official sequel even though the one that came out years ago A Christmas Story 2 billed itself as the official sequel. And that's only because we had two other ones that were out there. But with a little bit of research, you can find out there's actually eight films that feature the character of Ralphie Parker. And a good chunk of those actually feature the writings and may have actually been written by Gene Shepard for which A Christmas Story was based on. However, I don't know if A Christmas Story 2 was actually based off of any of his writings or not. Gene Shepard was an American writer who was also a radio show host, and a lot of his stories were semi-autobiographical. Maybe a lot of the events that happened in his stories or even his films or the stories that got adapted to films were embellished a bit, but it made them fun. The character of Ralphie Parker has been played by many different actors and also of different ages because even though these all may be interconnected in some way to the Ralphie Parker universe, in reality a lot of these films are somewhat forgotten or unavailable today. I'm surprised that the different companies didn't try to bank more off of the success of A Christmas Story and make them more widely available, even if they may be a disappointment if you're going into them expecting a Christmas story or even a movie similar. The only one I know of that actually did that was MGM with A Summer Story, which, even though I saw it on DVD and possibly even Blu-ray, I didn't feel the need to pick it up. 
So maybe that is the big thing. People generally have no interest in these ones that don't feature Peter Billingsley and those characters that we all know and love. Originally, this episode was going to be a grudge match between A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel, and A Christmas Story Christmas. I wound up deciding against that specifically because I heard A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel, was a pretty bad movie in its own right, and for the most part, it's forgotten by many. The ones who have seen it, I have not heard anyone say anything good about it. However, there is the problem with A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel. No one was ever going to like that film, specifically because how in the world can you make a sequel to something that is so beloved? A movie that is played for 24 hours a day, Christmas Day. There's actually a really simple answer to that. Anything that is so beloved by the general public, there's no way you could ever make a new one and have that one be as loved as the original. It seems that Warner Brothers didn't really have faith in A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel, because it was released direct-to-video in 2012, and it's largely forgotten today. It should be noted that that film was always a direct-to-video project. It's not like it actually got dumped to video and they knew it was bad. I'm sure they knew it was bad, but it was always going to be just one of these things trying to cash in on the name and the popularity of the original one with the movie-going public. I don't even know if A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel, was inspired by any of the stories that Gene Shepard wrote. Could have been, could not have been, it doesn't matter. I don't really care to watch that film, but maybe I'll do it next year, just as a curiosity. So here we are in 2022, 10 years later since the last time they tried to follow up a classic, and this one features an adult Ralphie, an adult Peter Billingsley, who returns to the role and honestly he doesn't miss a beat. It's very impressive that he's able to have that same kind of charm that he had in the original A Christmas Story. This now adult Ralphie has two kids of his own and a wife, and he tried to go and quit his job for a year so that he could be a writer. His manuscript is getting turned down all over Chicago. And when things couldn't get any worse, well, they do. He finds out that the old man has passed away. With that news, he decides that he is going to give his mom and his family the best Christmas ever in hopes that he can sort of rekindle that magic of his past Christmases. Along the way, he also reconnects with all of his friends, and thankfully they are played by the original actors here. The only one that is not played by the original actor is the character of Ralphie's mom, who is played by Julie Haggerty. It seems that the one that played Ralphie's mom in the original A Christmas Story, Melinda Dillon, has retired from acting, and they couldn't coax her back to the role, which is kind of a shame. So it seems like the whole gang is back for the most part, and this one is actually based off the writings of Gene Shepard, which is his book, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. How close is this to that book? I have no clue, as I haven't read it. So the big question in your mind is probably, is this any good? Well, a little bit of a backstory with me and the Christmas story. I used to watch it quite a bit when I was a kid. As an adult, I haven't watched it nearly as much. It's still fun when I catch it. However, it's one of those films 
that I feel like I've seen it so many times and it's been such a big marketing push every year at Christmas, it kind of turns me off. But that's not to say that I don't recognize this as being one of the greatest Christmas films out there because it definitely is. It's up there with It's a Wonderful Life, which I still have yet to see. I will someday. And all those holiday specials that we saw when we were children and growing up. If a Christmas story is not played every year for 24 hours, well then there's something wrong. I think the original film is probably timeless. I believe it took place in the 1940s. And it's something that I didn't even realize until later in life that it took place that far back in the past since I was born in the 80s. And I think that is the key to the original film is that it actually feels timeless and no matter what era you're living in, you can definitely relate to everything. That's the secret ingredient to the original. And they kind of do that in the new one. As you can see, I wanted to give my thoughts on the original Christmas story, which, as I said, I'm not a hater. Don't get me wrong on that. It's just been marketed a little bit too heavily based on its popularity that seems to grow every year. But as we all know, whenever there's a buck to be made on something that's popular, well, they're going to make a buck. And you could also do a further discussion about the commercialization of Christmas. That's not going to happen here, though. It's just that that's something to think about, and honestly, they're starting to do it with Halloween stuff and horror films. It's getting a little bit too much, but we're not talking about that here. Is A Christmas Story Christmas any good? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It was surprising. And this actually comes from someone who thought the original trailer that they released was pretty terrible. My podcast friends on, well, friends in real life as well, uh, on In Our Honest Opinion, Marvin and Will, they went and they said that it kind of reminded them of Christmas Vacation and that they turned a Christmas story into that. And that's what the trailer would lead you to believe, but it was a completely different movie, so I have to say, as far as representing a film, this trailer did a pretty poor job on it, and that goes to show why you shouldn't always rely on trailers to how the final product, the movie, is going to turn out. In this case, it turned out far better than what I ever thought it would. I don't know how the original A Christmas Story 2 actually went as far as the way the characters were portrayed, but I think everyone here actually did a great job. They do their best to try to recapture that magic, which honestly, they all knew that they weren't going to be able to. It's like I said before, you can't really make a sequel to something so beloved and have it be 100% satisfying at the same time. Or at least make the viewer think that, yeah, this sequel was actually better than the original. It was never going to happen. I think everybody knew this. So they did their best to try to do what they could. And what they did and put on screen was a pretty fun film. It actually kept my interest the whole way through. It wasn't super vulgar or anything. It was the type of entertainment like the original that you could watch with the entire family. There's a lot of attempts to try to make this as fun as the original. Even when the movie fails, I can't fault it because I feel like they did try. It's not a lazy effort by any means. If somebody tells you otherwise... I don't think they watched the film because I feel like a lot of love and heart went into the script and even the making of the film. 
It was actually nice to catch up with a 40-something Ralphie. And it was even more fun to see that he had his daydreaming aside moments. However, if I'm being honest, I think that tactic was used a little bit too much in this one. And I was thankful for the film in not using a lot of the same jokes. Yes, there's little references, but it's done in a completely different way. A lot of critics have bashed the film from what I saw with A Christmas Story Christmas not actually going its own direction. Maybe it did stick a little bit too close to the original. However, I'll never confuse this film for the original. And sadly, I don't think anyone else will either. Will A Christmas Story Christmas replace the original as far as being played for 24 hours a day and being loved by millions across the United States and the world, probably? No, it won't be. But I don't think it was ever intended to be, either. A good example of how some of the jokes are similar, but different, to the original, the Red Rider BB gun moment in the original. When Ralphie thinks that he shoots his eye out, he's told throughout the entire film he's going to shoot his eye out. And then he thinks that he does. It's probably one of the funniest parts of the movie. And it actually happens in a little bit different fashion here. However, he never told his daughter that a snowball was going to knock her eye out. But even still, it's a funny little gag that's similar, but different. And I thought the scene itself was pretty funny. One of the things that I thought may have been lost on this one compared to the original was the timeless feel of the era. I believe this one is supposed to take place either in the late 70s or early 80s, which is perfectly fine. However, a lot of the kids and stuff are speaking in modern talk, like the way some kids today might talk. So if anything, that's actually kind of a letdown because it didn't really feel timeless and it didn't feel like it was representative of its era either. I would have actually have liked to see the film shot with a softer focus to maybe match the look of the original movie a little more, but for the most part, they kind of got it right. A Christmas Story Christmas almost acts like a tribute to actor Darren McGavin who played the old man in the original film, and that's kind of the big emotional push and emotional basis this movie is based off of the loss of a parent, and honestly, it's something that did strike me because, yes, I have lost both my parents along with my grandmother, all in a pretty short time frame, and it's tough because you can always have that feeling like you are living in your parent's shadow, that you always want to be, at the very least, as good as what your parents were, or your image of your parents. And some viewers out there, or even some critics, may say that it's a little bit manipulative as far as the way it's portrayed in this film, but I didn't get the feeling that it was being manipulative in any way. I felt like they wanted to try to honor Darren McGavin, who sadly is no longer with us, and also that they wanted to try to create something a little bit more emotional to balance out with some of the sillier things that happen. And that, in its own right, makes it a completely different film than the original, even if it follows some of the same beats. One of the things I thought of is that if I have children, and hopefully someday I do, that would I be a good parent to my kid and then have them ha hold me in such high regards? And would I be able to put on the same type of Christmas as what I had when I was a kid? 
it's things that we often wonder about, or at least I do, and this movie really made me think about it. As a kid, you always see the final product, you always see those presents and stuff under the tree, but you don't think of everything that your parents might have gone through to make that happen. I'm not even a parent, and yet it made me think, and honestly, thinking back on it, it makes it all the more special and thankful that I had parents that were able to do that for me. Specifically, my mom, but, you know, they were divorced, my mom and dad, but they did work together really, really well, even after a divorce. One of the other things that this film does right, I think, is the character of Farkas. As we know, in the original A Christmas Story, Ralphie beat him up. And it has a little bit of a payoff here. I think it was kind of predictable with the way it was going to go. However, I think it was nice with the way it was handled. Another gag that I liked in this film was the idea of casseroles. When the old man passed away, Ralphie's mom got a whole bunch of casseroles from all of her neighbors on their street. And it kind of made me think about going to relatives' places, and you never quite know what you're eating. Granted, this didn't come from Ralphie's mom, but some of these casseroles looked pretty disgusting. And I always found that going to family get-togethers or going to a family member's house, well, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't normally eat, and it wasn't too appetizing, so I would generally not eat anything. But I will say that with the oddball casseroles, it kind of just struck a chord with me, and I could totally relate to that, and the kids not wanting to eat it. Somehow it's always at get-togethers when you find these weird casseroles and things that manage to make their way out. The other thing that I really found interesting with this one is the fact that Ralphie wants to be a writer. And it seems that he's going to be a writer that's going to tell about his stories from his past, based off the way this film ended, which I honestly thought was a nice little tribute in itself to the original writer and inspiration behind all of these Ralphie films and A Christmas Story, Gene Shepard. It kind of blurs the line between reality and fiction a little bit more, and I thought it was actually pretty cool that they did such a thing. So in that respect, this movie is not just a tribute to the original A Christmas Story, or the actor that played the old man, Darren McGavin, or the character of the old man, it was also a nice loving tribute to the original inspiration, Gene Shepard. So that's where I can't really fault this film for too much, because I really did feel like they tried throughout the whole movie. They're not actually able to capture that magic of the original, but they really did care at what they were doing, and that's apparent on screen. It probably would have been nice to have a little bit of a different movie, maybe set it at a different time, but everybody knows A Christmas Story being associated with Christmas, so why in the world wouldn't you go ahead and make a sequel with Ralphie now trying to do Christmas? It definitely makes sense, and if they would have gone too far out there and made something different, then I don't think fans would actually want to see it. As it stands, it's kind of a nice curiosity It's never going to be as loved as the original, but that's okay. It was fun to actually catch up and see the characters here. I do want to say one other thing. Peter Billingsley was pretty impressive with capturing the voice of writer Gene Shepard. And I say that because in the original Christmas story, the one who inspired the original story for that one 
as well as did the narration, was Gene Shepard himself. Peter Billingsley got really close to actually sounding just like him, and it was awesome. If you are a fan of the original A Christmas Story and your family watches it for 24 hours a day on Christmas, then I highly recommend you check this out. Of course, I was joking with that, and I hope you don't watch it for 24 hours a day at Christmas because I hope that you're spending time with your family. But I do know someone that watches it a lot on Christmas. Looking at you, Marvin. But at the end of the day, if you don't like this film and you are a fan of the original, it's inoffensive enough that you could probably watch it and say, well, you know what, it wasn't too bad. And I would say that's at the very least. I think most people that are fans of the original are going to actually like this movie. It'll never replace the original because it never could. But as somebody like me who's a casual fan, I was actually impressed with how good the film actually was. And I think it was a good Christmas movie, and it didn't necessarily get me more into the spirit, but I think it winds up being a good effort. So with that, I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. I said earlier about, you know, whatever you celebrate, that you have a happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, you know, all that good stuff. I really do hope that everybody out there is with the ones that they love And if you can't be with the ones that you love, at least you're thinking of them and know that they're probably always with you. Whether it be in a spirit form, a thought, or just simply being in your heart, hopefully you take time out to appreciate the ones that are here and remember the ones that aren't. But going to close out tonight's episode, as a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listing platform of your choice since it'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, remember to always be kind and good night.